0: Uh uh. Yeah. Look. I
1: could
0: say the world on a Thursday, get drunk Friday, pack off Saturday and Sunday. Hustle nomics, this shit bangs world on a Thursday, get drunk Friday, pack off Saturday, and Sunday the highway. Do it for the thrills, bitch. And drilling them drill bitch. Shorty on the sideline, freaking i am going here. You gotta know when you approach.
1: Oh man, it's been a while. It has been a while. Peeps, what's good? It's your boy, Logan the Machine, a.k.a. Old Man Logan, a.k.a. Logan the Great, here with a new episode of Boulevard Ave Radio. To the left of me is, oh, shit, ain't nobody to the left of me no more. All right, to to the right of me, damn, ain't nobody on the right of me, and on the right of that, ain't nobody on the right, damn, shit done changed, y'all, shit done changed, but in a good way. This isn't some Joe Budden shit, my podcast mates did not leave me, okay, this was actually a decision I made, okay, after we did 104, I did story time, y'all, story time with old man Logan, so we did the race, we was all here for the most part of 104 episodes, every week, everybody was together, give or take, some episodes, somebody will miss, you know, meet, lose, you know what I'm saying, they might maybe be able to meet with us. You know, sometimes it'd be everybody, sometimes it'd be three of us, whatever have you, life happens. You know, people got stuff going on outside of podcasting, right? So we got 200 100. We did a couple of them. 104 came and your boy was tired, man. I was exhausted. You know, for those that know me outside of this stuff, everybody know what I had going on. You know what I'm saying? I was in the, uh, in the midst of, house hunting, you know what I mean? I was looking for a a, a property to invest in to create some residual income. So in the midst of doing that, I'm potting, I'm working. Of course, I was working from home at the time, but I was getting ready to get back to going into the office. So life changed, man. And let me tell you, being a property owner and manager, it's a tedious task, man. You're getting calls, you know, quite often. And as a person that had purchased the place that needed to put some work into it too, that's, you know, even more work. But that's a story for another time. But in the midst of that, like I said, we got 204 episodes. And by and large, we've been doing this on, you know, my own dime. Okay, so that means the place that's being rented, the equipment that you see, the mics, the glorious looking, you know, professional looking, just the whole atmosphere, right, that's been created in NMG Studios. It's been out of my pocket. So, you know, it's like, yo, where's Spotify? Where's iTunes? Where is any of these mofos at with the money? Where's the money? Show me the money. And, you know, in this journey, everybody has been saying that. And I want to tell everybody, hey, look, trust me, I get it. Nobody, let me look in the mirror, not the mirror, the camera, excuse me. Nobody wants money more than I do. Okay? Nobody. but. I always say, and I've heard other people say this too, that when you start something and you're doing it only for money, it's never going to work out. It's never going to pan out how you want it to pan out. It got to start with love. You got to love what you're doing. You got to love and put the energy into it and do what you got to do to make it successful. Now, in terms of monetary success, that's still part of this journey because I haven't got to that yet. But the success of getting to 100 episodes, that ain't nothing to frown at. The success of being a consistent podcast that puts out a consistent product that is quality, that's nothing to frown at. But there comes a time where you have to change things and you're making a change to get where you're trying to go. So here we are. Your boy in the studio, big viral with me. You know what I'm saying? Engineer extraordinaire. But your boy is in here solo dolo. So let me just continue on. I got to grab my phone because I'm old and just let y'all know where we at topic wise. So destroy and rebuild. Why am I here by myself? Okay, so everybody that was on Boulevard Ave, basically there were secondary shows taking place as well. For me, the secondary show was Hot Take Wrestling, which is in its fourth season now and we got to record season eight. So you make sure you're listening, tune in to that. Uh, for Choose Wisely and B. Daniels, they had the Y'all is Us pod, and Gas Station P had the Late Nights podcast, which was something that I collaborated and created with P on because P was like the quote-unquote nasty nigga of the group. So, it was just like, yo, it's two plus two equal four, slam dunk. We're going to do an alternative to horrible decisions, which is basically, well, them and, and Lip Service, Angela Yee's Lip Service, they basically got a stranglehold ...on the adult content type podcast. So, enter Late Night's podcast. Now, in its inception, Late Night has had several different hosts. You know, it started with my girl Brandy. Shout out to Brandy. You know, and P. P stepped away for a second on that. And I had to fill in for that rest of that first season. And then the second season came. And we had Miss Tina come. And Miss Tina was there holding it down for season two with P. So... Fast forward, we had to put it on the shelf for a little bit. We didn't know if it was going to return. But as y'all saw, if you consistently watch the product that is being produced here at NMG Podcast Network, the late night show is back and Vern is now Miss Tina's co-host. All right. So that being said, as far as everybody else, I know P has stepped away from potting. I wish P well to steal my dog. But he made the decision to say, hey, yo, I fell out of love with it. Not doing it no more. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. You know, hey, I get it. Things happen. Life happens. You like something one minute. The next minute, you're probably not as fond of it anymore. So, peace out. Choose wisely, be Daniels. Um, I I know they've been talking. I don't know when y'all is us is coming back or if it's coming back at all. But all I can say for that is to stay tuned and we'll see. But for now... You still have Late Nights. You still have Hot Take Radio, Hot Take Wrestling, excuse me. You still have Donnie and Devereaux, who's been on fire. Let me salute my moms for a second. They've been straight up on fire. If you haven't listened to their pod, please do. All right. And then we have secondary pods that aren't necessarily a part of the network, but they record here, such as the Shot Talks podcast. Vicky and Navita, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? They're in the middle of their second season. And, you know, we just going to keep the ball rolling. You know what I mean? But when we bring it back to Boulevard Ave, which is supposed to be the flagship show, it's like, yo, I needed a challenge. I started out, as all of y'all know that do know me from potting, I, I ain't new to this. I started out with Chauvinist Pigs. Okay? We did that for several years. Then I created Boulevard Ave. And intentionally... The version of myself that was presented on Chauvinist Pigs was a lot looser, you know, susceptible to curse, you know, say some lewd things, say some chauvinistic, narcissistic things, because that was the nature of the show. So when I did create Boulevard Ave Radio, the podcast, I did it on purpose to try to present a different side of myself and say, hey, you know what, let me show him I can flip it. You know what I mean? I can do both. It ain't just a matter of me being just raw and uncut all the time. I, I, I was trying to do the Bernie Mac. People that know Bernie Mac show, you know, they was like, hey, this ain't really the Bernie we know and love. It wasn't Def Jam Bernie. But by and large, you got to see the two different sides of him. You know what I mean? Same as with Martin. You know, Martin, he wasn't cursing. Then he would do his live concerts and boom, Martin cursing his ass off. So I did that on purpose. But in that time, I talked to a lot of people, got a lot of people's opinions. And by and large, everybody liked the version of me that was on Chauvinist Pigs. So, as Boulevard Ave is now coming back, what do you guys think you're going to get? It's going to get me, you know. I might be a guest here where I have to get into my conservative bag and I have to present myself in a certain manner, in a certain fashion. And then I might just be here shooting the shit with Vern or somebody else and I'm just going to be me. And I hope y'all enjoy that. Most of y'all are saying that was the show Pigs version of Tim and hey, that nigga's back. <laughs> so, y'all going to enjoy that, all right. But... I'm dolo because, like I said, I'm not new to this. I needed another challenge. I've been doing this for several years now. I know what it is to pod with others, okay? But I don't know what it is to do this right here, what I'm doing in this moment. And that's hosting something, doing it by myself. So, bring it back to 104. We do 104, all right? I tell everybody, look, we're going to take a break. Now, the break wasn't supposed to be this long. It just ended up being this long. You know, because we were fucking exhausted. You ask anybody that was part of what's been going on, they'll tell you, yeah, I was tired. You know, so I wanted everybody to have a break, you know, get some time go live life. You know what I'm saying? I know I was tired. I know I needed it. So we end up taking that break. It was only supposed to be for a month. And then it ended up being the entire summer. And now here it is fall. And I'm just now bringing this back. It was never intended to be this long, but. By and large, it happened, and I'm happy it happened. It was things going on, and I had to, you know what I'm saying, take care of those things before I could come back and focus on this right here. So here I am, 105. We are back. This isn't going to be a full episode. This is just to give you an appetizer and let y'all know what was going on, why there's been such a hiatus, okay? But we're going to talk about a couple of things, and I got a couple of things I got to address. All right. Like the future of the energy podcast network. All right. So here it is. There are going to be episodes specific for Patreon. And what that means is, is kind of like the Joe Button formula. They're going to still be free episodes that are on the DSPs that you subscribe to. If you subscribe to this channel. And thank you, by the way, if you are. So like SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, you'll still receive content weekly. It'll just be one episode, though. And what I mean by Patreon exclusive content, they'll get an extra episode over there as well, because we have to get into a monetary capacity in order to continue this thing going on. So I hope those of y'all that have been dedicated and have followed and supported this journey, I hope y'all don't mind spending a couple of bucks, give it in to anybody else anyway, you might as well get your boy some so I can keep giving you this content. All right. And you'll get some, you know what I mean? Some specific topic things. There's something about me that I've never, I don't know if I've ever said it on the pod, but I'm going to say it here now. And I'm one of those people who I don't believe religion and politics should be on social media platforms. It gives too many idiots a platform to display their shenanigans. All right. So going forward on the free episodes of Boulevard, you probably not going hear me talk about religion or politics. But it'll live on Patreon. All right. Uh, same as with some interviews. Certain interviews, like if it's a high-profile person, it's probably going to be on Patreon. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I'm going to make y'all spend some money if you really want to watch that episode. You know what I mean? And trust me, I am able to get high-profile interviews. And I'm fired at my interviews. So why would I not want to get paid on? All right? So that's that on that. Let me tell you about some of the shows. Some of the episodes that you've seen are going to be just full-on shows now. Like the director's chair. Okay, where we break down, we reboot shows and movies, you know, uh, I love doing it. And I hope my hope here is that the people that I was doing it with, which was my Boulevard Ave crew, they can still come in and be willing to participate on those episodes and help me. You know what I'm saying? Make those episodes, make that content, you know. But if not, I got a plan, a secondary plan, which is I'm going to try to reach out and, you know what I mean, if I'm able to contact some of the people from the original movies that we're talking about, like, let's say, for instance, when we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street, if I'm able to get in contact with a Robert Englund, not only get in contact with him, but actually say, hey, Robert, look, we love the original. You know what I mean? We'd love to have five minutes of your time to put on a pod. And if he agrees to it, guess what? That's going to be on Patreon. Why? Because it, belo- it belongs there. How many people... And how many black podcasts, honestly? Let's just keep it a buck. Getting Robert England on a podcast. Okay. Um, so that's the director's chair. Then we also had Decoded, which is when we were decoding and deciphering lyrics and beat breakdowns, production, all this kind of stuff, the emotions we felt when we were listening to certain music, certain albums. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be cultivated and developed into its own show. And much like how I said about the director's chair, We're going to go ahead. I'm going to try to have the people that did Boulevard ad with me. Or maybe I could reach out to some of my people from Show Pigs. Anybody else that's willing to sit down and talk about certain albums with me. And the emotions that these albums may have made them feel. You know what I mean? And just break down. Just really decode what that album means to them. That will live on Patreon. You know what I'm saying? So you'll not only get those type of episodes with Decoded. But you'll also get interviews with artists that here that are local that want to come and break down their thought processes and their writing and the beat production selection, all that good stuff on their recently released projects. So that'll be a Patreon exclusive as well. All right. Um, But as for everything else you hear on the NMG Podcast Network, on the regular DSPs, you'll still get the free content. That's not going anywhere. So, if anything, just make sure, if you don't want to spin no duck, just make sure you subscribe to that and you keep just tuning in to that. I'm good with that. If y'all are. All right. So. Something else I've been dying to do, and I've been kind of seeping it into the episodes as we've been going on, where I just kind of say off the cuff, just no specific topic, just conversation and just being able to converse and talk with people. So. I'm going to give you an example of that right now. You know what I mean? I got my boy Vern in the studio. And I talk with Vern often about all kinds of shit. I've been knowing Vern since we was eight. So it's like it's not nothing that's like off the table when me and him are discussing shit. You know what I mean? So just to give y'all a little taste of what I mean. Vern, I'm going to ask you this question, bro. And I want you to break this down to me how you feel about it. You know what I mean? And and And, 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 and your thoughts on it. Now... I, I have been pondering this at the crib when I got time to just, you know, sit in my thoughts. And I said, yo, the male is an interesting just being. We don't necessarily, it's certain males that have an, an issue. I don't know if it's necessarily an issue, but we're just going to roll with an issue. We're listening to a man sometimes and getting advice from a man. And they always have to hear advice from women. Or they just need that female perspective <laughs> are we keeping the funky in that bro we're going to talk about the realness
2: we're
1: going to talk about the realness so i, I just feel like, on like nobody's on blast it's just because <laughs> you know it's it's not a person specific thing because it happens with a lot of men and i've just noticed you know i don't know if it's the delivery or if it's an ego thing or what it is like what bases most men to only really Seek out, or at least be humble enough to seek out the advice coming from a woman versus from another male.
2: I think, far as when you talk, especially in the black community, I'll, I'll put this in context of black community because there's no, there's a lack of fathers in the black community, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 we're coming from single parent households, which really in hard i mean of course you have some single fathers out there mm-hmm. that's take care of the kids but most of the black community is single mothers right right so that's where they're getting that from right they' they're used to listening to and advice from a woman you know ah, okay. now that, that's one aspect another aspect of it is like you said ego now would they listen to an older man versus somebody their age now if they're listening to an older man i get that right it's some real tools that you're going there but mm-hmm. it just now, listen, somebody your age, just for the fact that your age, there might be some ego and resentment there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's what it is. But they can accept it from a woman just because the ego isn't really um, uh, affected. Because they're looking at, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, how, how can he be ahead of me and stuff like that? But that's that's ego. Now, like I said, I think the ease of the listening to the woman comes from they're already prepped and trained to get advice from a a woman figure anyway. So uh, I
1: think that's primarily what that's about. Okay. I mean, you do got some pussy with niggas. I mean, that happens too, but I I think your major point there, as you said, with it kind of being a a system, you've been put in the system already, especially if you're in a single family home, like you said, and you're listening primarily to a woman, majority of your life, you know what I mean? Yeah, you should, I guess, in theory, and I never really thought about it like that. Um, But I guess, yeah, that makes a lot of sense that, all right, it's coming from a woman. They they hear it better from a woman. A woman's going to say it with a little more empathy than a man is, you know. And, you know, that ego, man, it's like we have to really get into a place of where we can control that. You know, it's a time and place for ego, you know, but... By and large, your peer is just as able to give you some sound advice as your mother or a female, you know what I'm saying? And that old man, you know, now your peer doesn't necessarily, okay, because they, we might be in similar situations or we in the same boat on this or on that, doesn't mean that they can't sit here and give you some sound advice. Like, I just don't understand. And I've had certain friends that have been just like that. Oh, Tim got strong opinions. You know what I mean, <laughs> nigga? What kind of opinion I'm supposed to have? Like I'm supposed <laughs> to have a a a a, a, a soft opinion? That must be delicate. <laughs> I'm supposed to be delicate. You're fucking man. Okay, I'm pretty sure gay men are still have moments where they still a fucking man. Like oh, yeah. just because they're homosexual does not mean that they're not a man at the end of the day. Shit.
2: They got they got strong
1: ass opinions. You yeah, I mean. So my thing is, is yo, how how do you hold that against a man? And by and large, I feel like the issue with that is that it's a it's problematic that train of thought. Friends don't always have to agree. We can end up on two ends of the spectrum. You know, you can be a Republican, I can be a Democrat, and we can still be friends. We're just on different sides of the aisle. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily understand it, and that's why I'm just kind of like yo. Was that a mad thing? Was that just human? Where we just we let certain things, we've, we succumb to them and it's like, yo, this shouldn't really be an issue. You know? Because by and large, what I'm saying, it kind of can be, you know what I mean, uh, 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 used as an example for just people in general, but I find that men especially fall suit, you know, to this, you know, being an issue. Now, I know women have egos too and they kind of, I don't know if they necessarily have the same, similar issue, but I know there's women sometimes about, oh, they basically tell me nothing. You know what I'm saying? But, I just wonder, like, and how can a man unprogram himself then, ultimately, if that's what that is? Is it all about just unplugging your ego, or is it a little bit more to it?
2: I, I think, I think that's, I think that's it in nutshell. You have to. I mean, as you grow, as you get older, you start to you wise up, and you start to listen, and you you don't really care where you you know you hear this, this term with people like I only listen to certain people. That's ignorant itself because yeah. a bomb on the street can give you some good advice. Just because he couldn't necessarily use his his wisdom, don't mean something he says can't be useful to someone exactly, else. Exactly, you have to stop criticizing the source mm-hmm. and listen to the information. Exactly. just because the source might not be the best, doesn't mean the information won't be helpful or useful or relevant. You know, um, I mean, I mean, it's funny you mentioned this because I, you know, I was just having this conversation with my father not too long ago. We were talking about that, and he was talking about he was. Like, we were talking about a few things, but he was talking about himself. And he's like, you know, I I know I got ego issue. He mm-hmm. said, but fuck that! You don't let the ego go because it protects you, but you do have to learn how to check it. Yeah, and and, and, and when you learn how to check it, then you can be more receptive. Because he's he, like, yeah, like I don't know, like me and him connect. I don't know how, you know, but we, we, we're we very similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But this motherfucker could not accept things from other people. Mm-hmm. But he's very, he's highly intelligent. He's, you know, double uh, the good, double masters and stuff like that. So, a history major, mm-hmm. his police uh, officer. Uh, he's retired now as a dean of students. So, he, he, he's credentialed up. So, yeah, like, yeah. When he's listening to people. He, he if if you say something that's you know not of sound or you know doesn't have any real concrete information, especially if being a history major, yeah, he turns you off. Yeah. So you know, for him, he has to. He, he, when he tells me, he he has to accept certain. He got the book smarts. Yeah. I have raw intelligence, and that's why I think me and him click. Because mm-hmm. I'll say some stuff to him, and he go research it later. Like, you know, you're right about that. We I mean, do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But. He, but He's also old, right? So he's my father. So I, I, receive his stuff. So I don't know how I would feel if he was just somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe would I be less reluctant? I got good respect for him. I think that's the. I think that's the other key. Mm-hmm. That's a sign, It's all. It's almost a sign of disrespect, to be honest. If you can't sit there and listen to your friend. Why couldn't you listen to your friend give you advice? Do you not respect your friend enough to receive everything right. from him? Right, right. So, uh, you know, it, it, but, you know, that's your ego being unchecked. If you can't respect your friend enough to get advice from him, you know, what are you doing?
1: Exactly, exactly. And that's something that we'll probably break down in another show. Uh, but, you know, I find that a lot of educated folks do that as well, where they'll, they won't they will necessarily give you the the. The reasonable doubt on what you're saying, but they'll need you to like kind of fact. They'll need to fact check what you're saying in order to like give you your props on it. You know, and I've been in scenarios where I've said stuff like, for example, I, you know, I got an ex-girlfriend, me and her was having a debate one time and it was something, you know, we were talking about some business, business related stuff. And for whatever reason, she did not think I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) So, it highly insulted me. Like, you know me. So, I don't think I'm going to know it all, but if I'm saying something and I'm saying it like matter-of-factly, I know what the hell I'm talking about. And sometimes I surprise myself with certain things that I retain. Like, I'll say something. That, like, today I said colorist. I was fucking with one of my friends in a, in a conversation. I was I was basically, I know I use it in the wrong context, but. The Word color is just, poked, you know, poked out when I was sitting there sending, sending the text because this guy's dark skin. So I'd be like, yo, you always favor the dark skin, niggas. you don't ever get a light skin, brother, to try. You know, like we just we just do some bullshit. But I say that to say that, you know, sometimes. OK, going back to that story, with the ex. So we, we get around some people who are educated, successful. You know, what I mean, got good jobs, good businesses on the side, whatever have you. And we bring up the scenario that me and her talked about one-on-one. And these people say, damn, they're verbatim the same thing that I said. And I'm just looking like, oh, my fucking God. And you just rolling with it now. So it pissed me off. And she's like, well, what's wrong with you? Bitch, they said the same thing I said. <laughs> I'm like, just because I don't have the credentials, it's an issue? And I feel like that happens a lot with, quote, unquote, uneducated people. And I think they forget at the end of the day, there's a such thing called common sense. Yeah. You know, that you have to, even when you do go out and acquire the book sense, the book smarts, there's still the reliance and the need for common sense. And you have to have that to go along with those things.
2: Right. We we forget common sense stems from experiences. And I'll tell you this, you know, I love my son. Shout out to my son, Tristan. He told me some things when he was he told me this, this thing he was five years old and I and like it's gonna be it was the most profound thing I heard. Mm-hmm. Does anybody say? We was talking about something and we talk about um we were talking about learning. And he said I said, um he was talking about reading. He said, No that you don't learn by reading. You learn by doing. Yeah. And see well, a lot of people with these degrees, they, they, a lot of their knowledge is theoretical. It's not actual hands-on, practical knowledge. It's yeah. Something they read in a book. So and they and, and then they only listen to the other people who come from that same background. But the people that actually make it out here in life, they're the people that get out here, take chances, and experience life. Right. Not just right. Reading about it theoretically and stuff like that. You like if you look at like half of Hollywood. They're not all super educated. No. No. And they, and, they, and they actually joke around about that all the time. So we have to give credence and credibility to people who have experience mm-hmm. that's not just theoretical, it's actually hands on, real world, practical experience. That's right. what you call uh, uh, that street, that street, you know, the book smarts versus the street smarts. Exactly. Exactly. We gotta, like I said, we gotta stop critiquing the source. Critique the information because people with degrees can give you some bad info, some outdated terrible info. info. Oh, terrible Oh, yeah. So, like I said, start with the credentials. Judge the information. We can always fact check the information. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I'm going to liken that to another conversation I was having. And we're probably going to wrap up after this. But uh, I was having a conversation. We were just talking about the, the COVID vaccine. And, you know, a lot of people feeling like the mandate that's possibly going to take place or that is taking place, rather, of people taking the vaccine is unfair. And you know some people are just really taking a stance. That yo you're taking my choice away. It's not American. You know what I mean. Now for me personally. I feel like there's certain. You know what I mean. Uh, what's the word where I want to put this. Um, there's certain scenarios where a mandate is necessary. Like case in point. I just came from Jamaica a couple weeks ago. I had to be vaccinated. In order to go out of the country. I think if you're doing any kind of traveling, not just going out of the country, but any traveling, going anywhere else in the country, we in the United States, obviously, or going abroad, you totally need to have yourself vaccinated because you don't know what's there. You know, we had some friends. You was there. You know, y'all went to New Orleans and oh, everybody oh. came back. Everybody sick. came back with this shit. Man. Everybody came <laughs> back with COVID, and it's like, what the fuck? Now, the funny yeah. part about that was I was just down there not too long before they went, a few months prior. And it was still, like, COVID, like, full in effect. Wasn't really a lot of people out. Plus, it was, like, super-duper rainy. So, it was, like, minimal outside when I went. So, I didn't get the full New Orleans experience when I went. But they went toward d- d- during the summer, rather, excuse me. And they was out having a blast. Vern calling me, hey, bro, it's lit down here. We did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear him in the background. Motherfuckers <laughs> having fun. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward a couple of days. Motherfuckers is taking two, three COVID tests, like, oh shit. I got it, bro. God damn, you got it. My man Drew for showed his pig, shout out to him. He went down there with three others of his homies. Only one of them came back without it. And he had he was vaccinated. So that that to me proved that the vaccination works because well, the rest well, of them was sick as a dog you see
2: the problem is we, we ran into the ass down and we were all hanging up in one club yeah. so it was all of us down was,
1: so. and like you was we were talking about you know on the one on one I was like yo I think it was shorty I think shorty went down there with it <laughs> like motherfucker, stay home if you knew you had this shit you were, oh I couldn't taste nothing nowhere bitch stay home <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing this, this, you couldn't taste shit that was a symptom I that can't happened. taste nothing bitch did you look at the symptoms <laughs> Stay your ass in the crib. You didn't, You didn't, I know you didn't pay it. Okay, yeah. You need to take that L, though. You need to go and get get do what you need to do to get better. Then go visit.
2: But, you know, I would say this, though. When it comes to vaccines, now, I, I'm not going to delve into the politics, but I, I do know that what's going on is political. And, and to be honest, as we sit here and think about it, we had to take the chickenpox vaccine. You yeah. couldn't go to school without taking that shit. Yeah. You, it was mandated. Mandated. And they ain't talk about... Well, for our country, our choice, duh. they going to take the fucking like, kids to go to the chicken pocket vaccine. Right, right. <laughs> and then always, there's always been mandatory vaccines necessary when you travel to certain places, especially like you going to Africa, yeah. make sure you have certain vaccines. Yeah. See. So this ain't nothing new. You know, now I'll be honest, my personal hesitation wasn't about mandate. It was just about most vaccines took about eight years to go through the whole approval cycle. They rush this they shit. They rush the fuck out of and it, they, yeah. And it, it ain't really a typical vaccine. And I don't know why they don't describe it like that because it's a whole new delivery method. They, we never have a vaccine that's delivering uh, via mRNA. That's, what's, that's 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 messenger RNA. You know, that's the mm-hmm. recessive genes. Yeah, Then is what you are. So this is a new science. Mm-hmm. That's my hesitation to it to see what the fuck will happen. See if y'all throw these third eyes. But they like to make my ass. Take the vaccine anyway for a job, so you know I get it. I mm-hmm. get the hesitation, but I don't get why it became political. Because we, we got, I mean, we fucking have the polio vaccine. You mm-hmm. have all type of vaccines that motherfuckers say you get the hepatitis. Uh, uh all that shit. Yeah, you had to get that shot. You know, like
1: all this shit. It's various instances, and I'm glad you pointed all of those out because that shows it's been done in the past where things have been mandated, and you just kind of had to go with it. But I'm also glad that you said there there is some politics taking place in this. There's always an agenda at hand. I don't care what nobody says. That's why I say that about uh, politicians. People who, like swear up and down that Obama can't do no wrong. I'm like, at the end of it all, Obama was still a politician. He had his own agenda. Not saying he didn't have an agenda with good intentions. Right. But... Black people, we tend to look at Obama with rose-tinted eyeglasses or sunglasses, however that, that phrase goes, and he's the second coming to Jesus Christ. And it's like, yo, you still have to be objective with this. Like, yo, there is still an agenda that he had that in place that he wanted to pursue and, and mandate. You know what I mean? Not necessarily mandate, but, you know, that's what he wanted to take place during that presidency, during that time he was in the Senate, you know, and people, I think, Sometimes they tend to forget these things. There's always an agenda at hand. When the people agreed to come through podcasting with me, I'm sure they had an agenda at hand. They probably had a bitch they wanted to, you know what I mean? Hey, shorty, sure see me on this screen. She might give me what I'm trying to get, you feel me? You know? Choose Wiley was on yeah, here. She probably had some niggas. She like, hey, look, I'm on the screen. You know? It might have been, she probably trying to impress me. Who knows? You know? I had an agenda. I was like, yo, I got mad. I, I'm going to keep it completely honest here. My brothers from the Chauvinist Pigs, they wasn't taking it as seriously as I was. Now, I have to, I had to, and this is me removing my ego. I love Chauvinist Pigs because I felt like they wasn't taking it seriously, right? And I went and created Boulevard app. Now, I had a reason why I just like delve head into the podcast and shit. I was going through a breakup and it was a real, real heavy breakup for me because this was a woman I just, I knew I was going to marry. I had went through all kind of stuff with her, me and her, but me and her had our back all the time. It was like, hey, no matter what, it's me and you, we're going to get through it. As long as me and you pushing through, making sure we communicating, hey, we, we got this. And you go through a breakup with a person that's had your back like that for several years, it's going to change you. You're going to be hurt over it. You know what I mean? And my boy Drew came and he said, yo, bro, we was talking about Joe Budden podcast one day and it was like, man, you think we can do that? What? Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And I delved head into it. You know what I mean? So the fellas, they wasn't really as passionate about me as I was. I'm a Capricorn. I'm passionate about the shit that I get involved in. You know what I mean? And I'm obsessive too. This this studio was a, a fucking result of my obsession. You know, I, 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 I be looking at numbers. I'm looking at opportunities that could possibly take place. Or I'm seeking opportunities. So I went and I started Boulevard Air for those reasons. And I shouldn't have held it against them to the regard that I did. But, excuse me, you know what I mean? You can say that, you know, a couple of years old, a couple of years wiser. And you're removing the ego from shit. You know, you have to learn how to compartmentalize that thing. You know, so...
2: I'm gonna add this to 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 what you're saying though. Yeah. I think you forget because like I said I've known you since eight. One thing I think you forget is that you no, know, it wasn't that you, they did um, uh, uh, Showman's Pick. Then you did your show. You had the idea for Boulevard Ave. Was this? Damn, we was like early 20s, bro. Before podcasting mm-hmm. was even a thing. I I guess what you wanted to do had no outlet yet. Yeah. And so what happened is. While his podcast is booming, I think it clicked to you like that's what the fuck Boulevard app is. But you had the idea of yeah. what it was the whole time. You wanted to do a magazine. What you wanted to do this. Yeah. You pretty much this this is pretty much what your know, whatever the venue the venue is gonna be, mm-hmm. this is what this was. You're gonna talk about these topics, you're gonna get you. That was always what it was. it's just Podcasting wasn't on anybody's mind at that time. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's, I think to you, you coming from, you have more natural passion because it was always a passion even before it was a thing. Yeah. And now when you convert it to something that's more tangible, you know, you, yeah, like you just said, you can't get mad at other people not having it, but I think you forget this is a passion before it was a thing for you. Right. So that's, right. that's, hence the effort you give to it.
1: You know what? And that's a great point. That's a great point because I did. You know, because th- that's how I ended up even coming back to the name Boulevard Ave. You know, and I just added the radio to it because I'm like, all right, this is a podcast. So it's basically what I was trying to do with the blog, just in a podcast format. Exactly. You know, I likened it to Complex. I saw what Complex was and how it mixed fashion and music and what they were doing on their YouTube channel. And i that's that it, you're absolutely correct. That's absolutely what I wanted to do with Boulevard Ave. You know, I haven't had the opportunity to get it to that point just yet. But that is why I've put the effort that I've put into it going forward. You know what I mean? Or, or how I've been putting in and now, you know, even more. Um, a dream, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. That, that? yeah. Um, so with that, you know what I mean? We're going to get ready to wrap up and close. But I will put this out here. Um, I am looking for interns. You know what I'm saying? So interns, please email me at info at nmg .com. All right. And in the subject matter, put internship. We are looking for interns. And what those interns will do is they will help with the recording prospects uh, process of podcasting. They will help with the resurgence of the blog. The blog is something that, like Vern just pointed out, has been very important to me. And it also helps in the promotion process of everything. Okay. So not only will you be helping in the in the behind-the-scenes aspects, but you'll also be blogging. You'll also get in front of the cameras, and you'll have your chance to make little news briefs and things of that sort on the NMG TV on YouTube, and you know what I'm saying? It's just going to be about helping flush this thing completely out, streamlining it, and getting it to the point where it's like, instead of you just still being an intern, guess what? Now I can offer you employment, and you can get paid to do this. You get what I'm saying? So... That is something that is being looked for right now. So make sure, once again, info at nmgentllc.com. Please send your emails, put subject matter, internship, send us your resume. Let us know, hey, Logan, we saw you on YouTube, wherever you see me at. And we in the Chicago Land area. That's important. You need to be in the Chicago Land area because we need you to be here at the studio to help with studio duties. All right. And let's make it happen. Okay, uh, outside of that, I am looking for sponsors and I am looking for advertisers. So, like I said, this has all been coming out of my pocket. I'm not rich by no stretch of the imagination. So, in the words of Bernie mm. Mac, man, I take my own cooking show. You know what i <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, y'all love to come and talk about y'all cooking products. Hey, I will do that. We will create some advertising placement um, um, spots in the show. Well, we'll, you know, highlight your product and, you know what I mean, give it the proper uh, attention that it deserves, at least from the people that tune in and watches us on our platform, all right? Y'all also, sponsors and advertisers, send your info for inquiries at info at N-M-G-E-N-T-L-L-C dot com. And let's make it happy, man. Give your boy a little money. i give you a little promo. We can even have your, your reps come and do an interview. Be on the YouTube TV channel. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah, I just want to do a rundown of the shows that are active right now. And I want to make sure that y'all listen and tune in, support, subscribe to those shows. All right? Um, Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Like I said, Late Nights is back. Vern and Tina just did a new episode last week. They're going to get back in the booth this week. Give y'all that hotness. All right? I'm looking forward to it. Y'all should be looking forward to it, too. We got a new episode of Hot Take Wrestling taking place. All right. We're in the fourth season of that. We've been getting a lot of good feedback and attention. You know, we got some interviews with some wrestling greats, some legends. Uh, shout out to Virgil from Million Dollar Man. I had a conversation with him. He got a mobile game on uh, all of your phones. So meet Sauce Madness is the name of that game. Y'all check it out. Salute to Virgil. I need you to do the interview, sir. All right. Um, let's see. Dondie and Devereaux been killing it, man. They've been simply put. I can't say it no other way. Shout out to my moms and Prince Dondi. They've been doing their thing. They show has really been keeping things going here in NMG. You know what I'm saying? While everybody else was on break. They was they they was they was, they was being consistent. So, shout out to them. And, uh, yeah, man. Anybody else I'm uh, missing? I don't think. I think that's it. Boulevard Ab is back, y'all. So, I hope y'all tune in. I hope this catches y'all's attention. Um, I did give y'all an example of what took place and why we went on break. Shout out, salute to my peoples that did start this journey with me. I love y'all. I thank y'all for the time, effort, and energy that y'all did get to this thing here called NMG. And to me, and you know what I'm saying? From now, we're going to close it out, man. So, God bless. Y'all have a good one. And I'm going to catch y'all next week.
0: Uh. Yeah. Look. I could say the world on a Thursday, get drunk Friday, pack off Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> uh, yeah. DJ Hustle
1: Nomics, this shit bang, I can Say the
0: world on a Thursday, get drunk Friday. Pack off Saturday and Sunday the highway, do it for the thrills, bitch, I'm drilling them drill bits, shorty on the sideline flanking, I'm still here. you gotta know when you approach by the real shit, they greet me like you're on a towns tick, yeah, I'm used to living in the zone, the side skirts are blur, I push the limit to the bone. Listen, she used to orgasms, bright lights, flames get avoided, but it for the right price, yeah, and I assure the nightlife, you bag me a dime, that's a store for all the right pipe, yeah, the shit is curvy as a chick's waist, Drunk.